Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. I sing honor to your name, oh Lord, honor to your How many of y'all feel the Lord in this place today? Thank you, Lord. If you go ahead and put Matthew 6 on the, wor- on the board there. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read out of the New Living Testament. It says this. It says, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private. And your Father who sees everything will reward you. But when you pray, verse 6, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Verse 17, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Can I give you a word of encouragement? Even if you're not fasting, you should comb your hair and wash your face. Thou saith the Lord. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Amen? Amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm glad you're in the 10 o'clock service, 1030 service. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, today is day 10 of the fast that we declared last Friday on, on January the 7th. And so, uh, glory to God. I'm thankful. Amen. And uh, before we get started, I want to I let you guys know, I don't know if they're still here, but I hope you had a chance uh, this morning. We had Destiny's Child here. And... Uh, not like the group. <laughs> They're going to come sing a special. What did they sing even? I know they sang Bootylicious, but we're not going to go there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but uh, Destiny's Child is a group here in town in Amarillo that uh, they're, they're, they're helping Amarillo become a sanctuary city that is outlawing abortion in Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> and so Kelly Giles holding, uh, helping Helping with that, he came by this last week and said, hey, would you mind if these ladies come? And I said, I think our church would be on board for that. Amen. And also, too, I want to remind all of us that tonight we're going to have a prayer service at 6 o'clock. I know we'll remind you at the end of the service as well. And even if you haven't prayed and fasted over the last 10 days, uh, one can but a thousand a flight to 10,000. Amen. And I believe as we come together, we're going to pray for some things in this nation. Number one... We're going to pray for the city. We're going to pray for our hospitals. We're going to pray for our doctors. We're going to pray for our nurses. We're going to pray for our sheriffs, our policemen. We're going to pray for this city. Amen. 
We're going to pray for this nation. Because how many of y'all know this nation needs Jesus, a touch from heaven? We're going to pray for souls. We're going to pray for lots of things. And uh, don't, don't let it scare you. Because as a believer, as you saw in the beginning there, God has called you to pray. Amen? He didn't say if you pray. He says when you pray. He says when you give and when you fast. And so over the last 10 days, just real quick, I want to do a recap. If you've been fasting in here, let me just see a show of hands of people that have fasted this last week. Praise the Lord. JC, he fasted fireballs. Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, amen. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is going to be a great service already. I can already, I can already feel the presence of the Lord. Um, I hope that this last week over the last 10 days that you saw this, that there is a value of self-discipline when you fast. And how many of y'all know we could use a little more self-discipline in our lives? Even not just at, in January at the beginning of the year, we need a help, little help with self-discipline. And uh, I believe there's another value we see in fasting that we saw last week is you go from a I have to to this is what I do. You don't go to, you go from a, I have to get up in the morning and I have to read the word of God. But then over the course of time, you do it enough. You just say, you know what? This is what I do. As a believer, this is what I do. I pray. As a believer, this is what I do. I get in the word of God. As a believer, this is what I do. I get in the presence of God. Right, everybody? And another thing about you that I see, you go from the ability to do without some things. How many of y'all know there's some things that we could all do without? Yes. People might be involved in that. You just keep it to yourself, all right? Number four is the enhancement of our appreciation of things. Isn't it amazing how, how you begin to, because you're not so distracted by the things of this world, you begin to appreciate things a little, little more. How many of y'all felt that during your time of prayer and fasting? Praise God. So I want to say this one more time. Who's ready in 2022 to purpose in their heart to have a revival of the Bible? To have a revival of the Word of God in your family, in your marriage, in your finances. How many is ready in 2022 to purpose in their heart to be a light in darkness? Who's ready to purpose in their heart to be a voice, to not put up, to not shut up, to not give in, right? And number four, who's ready to purpose in their heart not to waver, not to be a wishy-washy believer in 2022? All right? We're going to be on fire in January. We're going to be on fire in February. We're going to be on fire in March and in April and in May, June, July, right? We're going to stay the course, or I am. If you're not, I am. I promise you. All right. So I want to encourage all of that with all of you, uh, those over this last week, I, I hope you're purposing in your heart. If you have your Bibles, open them in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. Now we'll begin teaching the Word today. Pastor Michelle, if they open their hearts, will they receive from the Word? All right. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 7, it says this. All of us know this text. Text, it says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Now, how many of you moms out there tell your kids, you've just been looking, you need to seek? Right? My mama told me, and now the mama that I live with now, she tells our kids. It's because you look for it, and you didn't seek for it. How many of y'all know there's a difference? Right? And says, seek and you will find. And he says, knock and it will be open to you. How many of y'all believe this is a great promise from God? Come on, I'm going to ask it again. How many of y'all believe this is a great promise from God? Amen? Because I'm going to tell you right now, no grandpappy's pappy's pappy can give you this deal. 
No commercial on television can give you this deal. There ain't one person in government that can give you this deal. Ask and you'll find it. Seek and you'll find it. Knock and the door will be open to you. And so I believe this is a great promise and I believe this is being very clear. In fact, uh, I love the teaching this last Wednesday night. One of the things that Pastor Robert brought up in the teaching is through the word of God is we need to take it literal. So I want you to take the word literal today. Ask and you'll find it. Seek or ask, and it'll be given to you. Sorry. Seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Right? Take it literal. Like the things that I'm going through in my life, if I need wisdom, I'm going to ask for wisdom. In fact, the book of James says, I'll give it to you liberally. Right? How many of y'all need wisdom in your life? He said, seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and the door will be open to you. So I believe this is a great promise. But if he is so clear here, if the Lord's being so clear in this particular text with these promises, then why are there times when we don't uh, we, we do seek, we do ask, we do knock, and the door isn't open. Why is it so many times that we ask and it's not given to us? Why is it so many times we seek and we don't find it? Why is it that so many times we knock and the door is not open? I want to answer that for you today. Are you ready? Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17. Lord, we thank you for your word, that it's a light into our path. It's a lamp into our feet, and it's a light into our path. God, we thank you that you are the great physician in the room today. God, you know the diagnosis, but you know how to get us over the diagnosis. And so, Lord, you are always full of the answers. So, Lord, today I pray, Lord, as we seek your word, I pray, Lord, that you open eyes to see and you open ears to hear in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So looking at the text literally, you need to understand this in Matthew chapter 17. In Matthew 17, Peter, James, and John, they are coming off of the mountain. They're at the place called Mount Transfiguration, right? Of Mount Transfiguration. Uh, a literal thing to see about the text that I always love to see is this, that they are, they are coming down off of this mountain, and while they are there, these disciples, Peter, James, and John, they have ate with Jesus. They have sat with Jesus. They have listened to Jesus. They have walked with Jesus, but here they are. They see Jesus in a whole different light. How many of y'all have ever been in a place, maybe it's through this time of prayer and fasting, that you see Jesus in a whole different light? How many of y'all have ever been in a service before where the Lord, hand of God has truly touched you through his presence, through singing, through being in his word? How many of y'all have had those moments in the morning where you felt something from God that you've never felt before? Come on, who's out there today? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to ask, seek, and knock because I promise you the Lord will reveal himself to you if you just let him. And so here they are. I've been in these moments before when everything's working right. Like the horses are perfect. My kids have their heads screwed on right. The finances are good. Come on, how many of y'all know it's like zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. You know what I'm talking about? Where everything is right, but then the whole bottom falls out. But how many of y'all know there's, if we're not careful, we'll want to stay right in that place? Okay, I'm the only one. I want to stay in that place from time to time. I mean, at least just once a week, maybe. <laughs> or once throughout the day when, like, everything's right. When, you know, you have all the parts at a job. You know what I'm talking about? When everything's perfect. But how many of y'all know it doesn't go like that? And then this particular text, just looking at the text literally, I can see how Peter's like, hey, let's stay here. The presence of God is here. God is moving here. I've had those moments at like camp meeting or camp with the kids or, you know, those moments when you actually take time for God and it's like, man, God is here. But you know what? 
I thought about the text literally, and every time I look at this scripture, he says, no, we got to go. Can I tell you this? When you get in the presence of God, it's not only to bless you, but it's to prepare you to go. It's not only to get you ready and get you right in the anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death. It's to prepare you for a place of not staying, but going. How many of y'all know if you stay, you get stagnant? I'm going to say that again. I want to hear a better amen out there. When you stay, you get stagnant. Right? Mamas, daddies, you need to at least say amen because we need to teach our kids. When you stay in the same place around the same people, you will get stagnant. If you want to get better, you got to wrestle better boys, boys. you got to rope with better people. You've got to hang out with people that's going to make you better and not bitter. Who am I talking to today? I'm already preaching. I ain't even preaching my message yet. Come on, this is leadership stuff. If we're going to get better, we need to get around people that's going to stretch us and make us better. Right? And so he says, what this was to do, this was prepare us so we can go. And so here they are. They're on the mountain. Where, where am I? Matthew 17. This is where I am. And so let's read the text together. So they're coming off of this mountain. They've had this great moment with God. And I'm so thankful that he came off the mountain because look at all the miracles that happened even after this moment. I want to tell you this. You may have had your mountaintop experience, but God is not finished with you. Right? That's a whole different message this morning. Matthew 17, verse 14, it says, And when they were come, come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Now, I've called my kids lots of things, but I've never called them that. For he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he, he falleth into the fire and often the water. So he has this spirit that's come over him that is causing him to throw himself and trying to kill himself. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Now, another thing that you need to understand about the text here. Where Jesus was at Mount Transfiguration, commentary tells us this, and they tell us today, when you, I've never been to Israel, but I want to go one day. We're going to go one day, right? That, that this particular place is Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is a place in Genesis chapter 6 where the Nephilim came down at the base of the valley of the mountain. Um, this is also at the base of this is where Caesarea Philippi is, where Jesus made the comment that I say all the time. He says, this is where I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, that is a literal meaning to mean this that the church, the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. Now, how many of y'all believe that? Right? The state can say everything that it wants to, but I'm going to tell you a more powerful force than the state, than the House of Representatives, than the Senate, than the Congress, than the White House. I'm telling you, it's the church of the living God. I believe that with all my heart. And so here at Mount Hermon, we see this in Genesis chapter 6, that there were rebel angels that defiled mankind. We can also see this in the book of Job. And it was at the base of this mountain, Mount Hermon, that they are walking off of. This is where the realm of the dead is. This is where the gates of hell are. This is where Baal worship was. A spirit was there. How many of y'all have ever been in a place before that you knew there was a spirit in there? How many of y'all have been around those people before where they gave you the heebie-jeebies? You know what I'm talking about? Like I've walked in some homes before and went, like I don't need to be in here. 
I remember as a kid uh, walking into that store, Spencer's in the mall, going, my daddy don't want me in here, my mama don't want me in here, and the Holy Spirit on the inside of me is like jerking me out of the room. So how many of you guys know what I'm talking about? And so there's Baal worship here, there's pagan worship here. So because of that, how many of y'all know paganism, serving the wrong God, will bring oppression into people's life? including this young man and his son. So the first thing that you need to see, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I love it that he built it at a place where the realm of the dead were. I love it that he built it at a place where paganism was. You know what the church is? The church is not for perfect people, but it's for imperfect people. He said it's the place of the church that I'm going to build it and the gates of hell. The people that got all kinds of issues. Come on, if you've got issues in here, you came to the right place today. God didn't say it. I'm going to build it at a place where everything's got it right and got it going on. I'm going to build it at a place where people have had thoughts of suicide. I'm going to build it at a place where people have sickness in their body. I want to build it at a place where their family has lost its ever-living mind, and I'm going to step off the mountain. Oh, God, I hope you get this this morning. I'm going to step off the mountain. I know I'm feeling a little bit Pentecostal today, but I haven't eaten days, and I've drank lots of coffee. I was at a big wrestling tournament in Albuquerque yesterday, so I'm wound for sound, tighter than a banjo string right now, I promise you. But I hope you get the word this morning that here's the gates of hell. People are oppressed and Jesus walks off the mountain that says, I know what this history has. I know what's happened from your, from your ancestry here in this place. But there's a new sheriff in town and it's the king of kings and it's the Lord of lords. It's the alpha and the omega. It's the beginning and the end. Are you getting the word today? He's stepping off of the mountain and said, I know what's happening. It's the same way you get it in your word. Maybe you hadn't prayed and fast, but you need to get this in your spirit today. I don't care what's happened in your family history. I don't care what has been happening wrong to you. I'm here to tell you, if you will allow through the power of the Holy Spirit, God to come into your midst and into your valley, I'm telling you, it's a new sheriff in town. You tell him I'm coming. Hell's coming with me. Come on. I said bootylicious, and now I've said hell's coming with me. Lord, forgive me already. I promise I've been praying and fasting. So Jesus went on top of the mountain. He comes down. He said there's a new ruler on earth. How many of y'all know if you allow the Lord, he, he, he comes to reverse chaos every time. How many of y'all can, can say that the Lord has reversed chaos in your life? Amen. Well, if, he ha if you don't have your hand raised, I believe by the end of this, he will for you. Another thing that I see literal about the text is here's a man and his son. How many of y'all know the most pain in our lives have to do with family? It's the people that we're closest to. It's the ones that we love the most that bring the most pain. I've said this before, but people can throw daggers all they want to. Say thing on Facebook and things like that. I had two good hate mails this morning on Messenger. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I hope you die. I mean, all kinds of stupid stuff. 
They can throw down. I promise it don't affect me whatsoever. But the ones that I'm closest to, they can push the knife in the hardest. And so what I love about this text here is it's something that we've all dealt with. And he says, I want you to think, I want you to feel the text. He's like, Jesus, I've heard stories about you. And I figured just the people that you were around, they could fix it. You know what this tells me here? In the text, even what we're about to see, if you lean in, I believe the metaphor is the text is, is God wants to use you. said the disciples can't do it. I can just imagine. I can feel his disappointment. So now we go to verse 17. He says, then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. I want a bumper sticker for 2022 that says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. Y'all can laugh like it's a joke. Some of y'all are like, where do I pick one up? Because I want one too. Let me tell you something. If you have a Christian bumper sticker, you need to drive the speed limit. That's why I don't put one on my car. (laughs) Like I'm saved, my driving ain't. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Like I'm saved, but my car ain't. Just going to throw that out there. How did I get into that? So he says, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Guys, you ain't getting it. Come on. We, spent it. we just came off the mountain. He said, bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Now, I want you to see something here. The problem is not the devil. Believers, can I tell you right now? The problem is not the enemy. The problem is not what you think it is. The problem is not the person at work. The problem is not the administration. The problem is unbelief. I can say that with all my heart even today. Judy, do you agree with me? That even in this room full of believers, can I tell you the biggest problem? The problem is unbelief. Pastor Robert, do you agree with me? It's unbelief. And so it goes on to say, For verily I say unto you, if he have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain. Now, lean in on that word mountain because it's very important. And we also see this in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Have the faith of God, saying to this mountain, be thou removed to be cast to sea and not doubt in your heart, and it shall be done unto you. But here he says a little bit different. He says, say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder, yonder place. It's King James. Doesn't it make me sound smart? Yonder place. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, you need to understand the text here. Anywhere in Scripture, when the word mountain is used as a metaphor, the word mountain, when it's used in a metaphor, it's referring to the concept of government. Y'all didn't hear me. Let me rewind and come back over here. Lean in on this, Americans. Anytime referring to the concept of government, anytime he used mountain, he says, you can say under this governing thing that is over you. How many of y'all know we have some governing things that are over us? How many of y'all know we have some governing things today in this world? 
He says, and, and, and really in context in the Old Testament, it's El Shaddai. It's the most high God. It's the God of the highest mountain. So Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter what type of oppression is trying to govern you. It doesn't matter what kind of addiction that is trying to govern you. It doesn't matter what kind of people group is trying to govern you and control you. If you just be loyal and faithful to me. Come on, I wish I had some people in 2022 would take God at his word. Come on. And say that if I just be faithful and loyal to the Lord, it doesn't matter what comes against me. If God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? I hope some people would take God at his word in this, in this time and day and say that, you know what? The world says that I'm the tail, but God says I'm the head. And these things trying to govern me, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to take God at his word. And so in verse 20, 21 here, so he gives the diagnosis of what's going on. He says, it's because you're a faithless and perverse generation. But here's what he gives the prescription for a faithless and perverse generation. He says in verse 21, how be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Can I tell you this? There are just some things in your life that don't come out but by prayer and fasting. There are some things in your city that don't come out but by prayer and fasting. There are some things in your nation that don't go out but by prayer and fasting. You know, we've done a lot, lot of things in 2020 and 2021 of pointing fingers that believe, that believe with us and pointing fingers of people that believe without us. Can I give you a word of encouragement? There's only things that go out in the world is but by prayer and fasting. Are you seeing this? We may not be in agreement with each other, but we can be in agreement with God. And so I believe there's only some things that come out of our nation but by prayer and fasting. There's only some things that come out of our family but by prayer and fasting. This will not change unless there is prayer and fasting. But pastor, what does it say in Matthew 7? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. You know what I finally saw, I finally had revelation of this last week when I read this text? You know what prayer and fasting does? It's not to change God's mind. It's to change my mind. I'm going to say that again. How many of y'all know we don't need God's mind to change? We need our mind to change. It's not for God to get in agreement with what we want to do. It's so we get in agreement with what God wants to do. Right? How many of y'all been in those situations before that you saw it playing out? If this person was here and this person was there and if I was doing this and this was going on, it would be the perfect scenario. But then you sought the Lord and God gave you wisdom and it was a totally different outlook on how you saw it happening. And now you look back, and if it would have happened the way that you thought it would, it would have been a disaster. Come on. How many of y'all thankful for the Lord? We need to get in, in line with what he has for us. So, so we need to get an agreement of what he's already done. You know, lots of times going into a new year, we want to forget what happened. And can I tell you this? People don't get a breakthrough in their life, not because they're not able to forget. It's because they're not able to remember. 
Now, I want to expound on this, but men, I want to talk to you for a second. How many of y'all have that wife that don't forget anything? Like, I'm going to lift every part that I can. Like, <laughs> Pastor Brandy makes me out to be a liar. She says these things that I said that I promise you I never said. Men, who am I talking to today? I promise you. Like she brings up things of places we were and knows all the people that were there. And, I, and I'm like, have I been kicked in the head by a mule? Because I promise she said yes. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe if I got kicked again, it'll all come back. I don't know. Uh, and she puts me in places that I'm like, I promise I was never there. And she makes it sound so vivid because I know it happened, right? She don't forget. Can I tell you in our relationship with the Lord, there's some things that we do need to forget in the world, but there's things in our relationship with God that we need to remember. We need to remember some things. I promise you, you'll have breakthrough when you begin to remember it was the Lord your God. How many times throughout Scripture in the Old and New Testament, he said, remember, it was the Lord. Can I tell you today, remember, it was the Lord. Come on, how many of y'all are out there that if it wasn't for the Lord, you'd be a lying, cheating, dead, beaten, two-time, and no good counterfeit? Hallelujah! Holy cow! You know what I'm talking about? Like, how many of y'all need to remember that he pulled you out of the miry pit and he set you on a rock to stand? How many of y'all need to remember that he healed your body, that by his stripes you are healed? How many of y'all remember that he was there for you in that financial breakthrough? How many of y'all remember that he was there for your, for your marriage when it was about to fall apart, be thrown to the wolves, and God saved you right in that hour? I'm telling you, I'm fired up about the word today. It was the Lord your God. And not only did he save you, is he gave you no condemnation. He didn't look back on it. Remember, it was the Lord your God. Remember, it was that, uh, that job that God gave you. Some of y'all need to remember that right now. That you're complaining about so-and-so that works in this office. I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. Right? But you need to remember today. I hope you remember today. It was God that gave you that job. It was God that gave you that paycheck. It was God that opened the doors for you to be in there. And I want to tell you this. Remember that God gave it to you and that God can give you another one. So let's stop complaining about it. Let's stop stirring up strife and trouble. And let's remember it's the Lord your God that causes you to live, come on, in righteous and good things. You need to remember that God gave you that wife. That God gave you that husband. That you've been thinking about all those things that may, be, that may be running off. You know, isn't it amazing in the, in the Ten Commandments? The only place that he says it is remember the Sabbath. Those of you who are the first teaching of the seven feasts of uh, Israel is Shabbat or the Sabbath. He says remember the Sabbath. He doesn't say that about murder. Right? Remember not to murder. Like I was, I was, I was about to stick the knife in. And I remembered, I'm not supposed to murder people. I was about to pull the trigger. I was about to go 
on this vacation with this beautiful woman. But I remembered I was married. <laughs> right? No. He didn't say it about those things because he knew you wouldn't forget. He said, remember the Sabbath. Remember a day of rest. Remember to be in the house of the living God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You see how important it is? He said in 1 Corinthians, when talking about communion, he said, do this what? In remembrance of me. Oh, Lord, I'm behind. I need to keep going here. He said, remember. Everybody say, I'm going to remember. In Luke 21, verse 34, I'm going to read out of the King James and then the Passion Translation. He said, and take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon your, you unaware. He's talking about how when the day of the Lord is coming, you will see it in the sun and moon and stars in the beginning of Luke 21. How many of y'all know there are some things that are lining up even today that Jesus, the Christ of Jesus returning to the earth is coming soon? How many of y'all believe the day is closer than it's ever been? I mean, duh, that's literal, but I believe we're living in a time and day. I believe that. And so, in, in, and so he's saying this, listen to the Passion Translation of Luke 21, 34, and he's talking about the fig tree, these little signs that you'll see. He said, be careful in the end that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. Remain passionate and free from anxiety and the worries of this life. Then you will not be caught off guard by what happens. Don't let me come and find you drunk or careless and living like everyone else. Another translation, New King, I think it's New King James or maybe NLT. It says, it will come upon you like a trap. How many of y'all know it should come over on the world like a trap, but not on the church like a trap? But can I tell you with all confidence, it came over the church like a trap. You know that word surfeiting means? It literally means this, laziness and eating. Netflix and chill, Urban Dictionary. People coming lazy and eating. He said, when these th things are coming on you, that means the world is coming on you like a trap. You know what I noticed during fasting? I said in the first service, I didn't have this wrote down, but during fasting, it's like I notice little things that I don't see before. And like when the TV's on and the commercials, when you had an eight and ten days, like if your life is not being fulfilled. If you come to Pizza Hut, we will not only have cheese on the pizza, we will have a double portion of cheese on the pizza. If you don't like it just in the pizza, we will inject cheese into the crust. Can I get an amen out there? Glory to God. And all the people said, hallelujah. Amen. I notice when I'm fasting, like commercials of cheeseburgers, it's like the grease dripping off of it. It's the little things in life you grow to appreciate. It's like on the sixth day, he created the coffee bean and grease. Hallelujah. And so I, I, I notice those things like two for one, four for two, eight for four. Bacon and a side of fries. And all the people said, hallelujah, amen. Come on, I need some help from you all this morning. I tell you what, if, if, if pizza doesn't bring you fulfillment, if hamburgers don't bring you fulfillment, you know what you need to do? You need to drink Pepsi 
I know it's gross, but the commercial makes you want to drink it. They got all these beautiful people acting like a fool, and I promise you, the only thing that makes you act like a fool is crack cocaine. It's not Pepsi, right? And so you're watching, but still, you're like sucked in like, oh, well, Pepsi, it's the small things in life. I tell you what, if the Pepsi doesn't bring you joy, Alex, and the pizza doesn't bring you joy, and the hamburger doesn't bring you joy, you know what you need? You need a new car. And when you buy a Lincoln, you will look and sound just like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, how many of y'all have watched those commercials before? You're like, what is this even about? This is so weird. But he makes it look good. Right? If it's not that, it's the clothes. If it's not that, if that doesn't bring you fulfillment, bring you joy, you got to get vaccinated. Right? Come on. And we have all these things. We have all these things. We're bombarded by the world. And can I tell you? It connects us to the world. Now, moving on in the text here. Sorry I got off on a tangent there. Now I'm starving. All right, praise the Lord. Let's go home. (laughs) No, I'm ready. So going back to the text here. I believe this, I can say this with all confidence, that a trap has come over the earth, right? He said, don't let me come and find you drunk and careless and living like everyone else. John, if you want to come, go ahead and come and play. But I, I, y'all lean in here because I'm, I'm bringing this home. So going back to the text, he gives us the diagnosis of what is wrong. Men, this is why you couldn't do this. Because we're living in a faithless and perverse generation. Jesus is being the doctor here. He is being the great physician, and he gives a diagnosis of the solution. And can I tell you the whole metaphor of the text? This is what I see. God wants to use you as his agent to do here this work. See, he would have left it at that, just cast the devil out of the boy and walked on. But he said, men, this is what I want you to see. You're a faithless and perverse generation. And I want to tell you right now the same thing that Jesus told us. Greater work shall you do. And I believe this, you can do this, but the problem is, it's not that you're not connected to God, it's that you're connected more to the world than you are to God. He says, faithless and perverse generation. See, faithless here, it says you're not connected to God enough. Can I tell you people, we're not connected to God enough. We're not tapped in enough. We're not spiritually minded enough. I promise you, I struggle. I said bootylicious at the beginning of the service. Y'all forgive me, please. You know what the enemy always does? He beats me up on Sunday nights. I'm not even going to lie to you. There's lots of times that the enemy comes to me and says, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that. Then I have to preach to myself my own message that I'm not listening to the lies of the enemy. That shame, guilt, and condemnation, that is not the things from from God. That's the things from the enemy. And so, he says, faithless is you're not connected to the world enough and you're perverse you're too connected to the world it means twisted so look at this prayer connects us to God and fasting disconnects us from the world so the diagnosis is this you faithless and perverse that's the diagnosis but the prescription of it is this prayer and fasting 
Can I tell you something that I see in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus, when he prayed? Because this is, this is a double-edged sword. The Bible says that Jesus was led into the wilderness for 40 days and he prayed and he fasted. And when he left there, you know, he was tempted as we are. In Hebrews it says uh, uh, that we're, he was tempted in all ways that man is. The three ways that it says in 1 John. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He was tempted in all three ways. But the word of God on the inside of him came against the enemy. Right? And then the Bible says he was led by the Spirit to his assignment. Can I tell you this? When we pray, we get an agreement. When we fast, we get an alignment. But when we pray and fast, we get an assignment. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You know, it's one thing. We've been in agreement. We've prayed and prayed and prayed. We've been in agreement. But can I tell you, it's the difference between just being in agreement and being in alignment. And when you're in agreement and you're in alignment, you get an assignment of what God has in store for you. So now in Matthew chapter 7, ask, he'll give it to you. Seek and you'll find, knock, and the door will be open to you. See, what happens is when we get in agreement and we get in alignment, we get this assignment, you start asking the right things. You see it? You start seeking the right things. You start knocking on the right doors. Remember, I want to remind you again, it's not to get God on board of what I want to do. It's for me to get on board of what God wants to do. So then I start asking the right things. I start seeking the right places. I start knocking on the right doors. Are you getting what I'm telling you this morning? I'm telling you, when you, when you do things in the physical, in the natural, God opens things in the supernatural for us. You know, another thing that I've noticed all throughout Scripture, where order is restored, blessing is released. I mean, I could go into full detail here in the Old and New Testament, where order is restored, blessing is released. See, we need to get in agreement. We need to get in agreement. And you know, I was thinking about the text last night, ask, seek, and knock. You know what we do during Christmas time? When we want something for a loved one, maybe it's, maybe it's a spouse or maybe it's a kid. We can't find it online. We can't find it anywhere. You know what we do? Let's go to this store. If they ain't got it, we go to the next door. If they ain't got it, we go to the next door. We look up online. We seek, 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 seek. We knock, 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 knock. We ask, 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 ask. Can I tell you this morning? God wants to give that thing you've been asking for. God wants to reveal that thing you've been seeking for. God wants to open that door you've been knocking on. But the problem is we haven't had spiritual eyes to see it. Because we've been too connected with the world. He said only this kind. Can I tell you this morning? I'm ready to go into 2022. Ready to ask, seek, and knock. And if I can't find it, I'm going to ask, seek, and knock. If the door hadn't been opened yet, I'm going to ask, seek, and knock. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to keep going. Because can I tell you, the world's going to get worse. They've already prepared all kinds of variants. I promise you. That's nothing I'm saying. That's stuff the news is saying. They've already promised all these other things. Can I tell you, though, the promises of God are still yes and amen. 
The promises of God are still Jehovah Rohi. He is my shepherd, I shall not want. The promises of God are still Jehovah Rapha. He's the God who heals. The promises of God are still Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Can I tell you this morning? Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. In January, I'm going to ask, seek, and knock. Come on, in February, I'm going to ask, I'm going to seek, and I'm going to knock. In March, I'm going to ask, I'm going to seek, and I'm going to knock. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's ask, let's seek, let's knock. Come on, how many of y'all got something out of the Word today? Come on, how many of y'all got something out of the Word today? It's not that He doesn't want to do it. It's that we're too connected to the world. Can I tell you? I'm ready to connect to God and not to the world. Ask, seek, knock. Whatever it is in your life right now, whatever it is in your life, only this kind will go out by prayer and fasting. Only this kind in my marriage will change through prayer and fasting. You fill in the blank, whatever it is in your life. Only this kind of wisdom will come through prayer and fasting. Only this kind of change will happen through prayer and fasting. Only this kind of healing will come through what? Prayer and fasting. Are you getting the text? I truly believe that it's through prayer and fasting. Whatever mountain is governing you today, you set yourself up for success, it can happen. Get an agreement when we pray. Get an alignment when we fast. And we get an assignment when we pray and fast. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I believe this is a word for today. I believe this is a word for today. So how many of y'all, I just want to see a show of hands out there. Maybe it's the business. Only this business can change. Through prayer and fasting. Whether I've said it or it's a fill-in-the-blank moment in your life, who of y'all needs something to change out there? Come on. Come on. Come on. How many of y'all believe in God for your kids? Ask, seek, and knock. Your family, ask, seek, and knock. How many of y'all, your city, ask, seek, and knock? How many of y'all praying for your nation? Come on. Ask, seek, and knock. Lord, we come humbly to you right now, Lord. And Lord, we repent of having too much of the world and not enough of your spirit. Lord, today we're reminded, we remember, if God, you did it then, you will do it again. Lord, by the power of the anointing that is in the room, by the power of your spirit, spirit of the living God, may have fresh touch fall on these today with their hands raised a fresh touch fresh wisdom fresh guidance in Jesus thanks for joining us we want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church it's because of you that all of this is possible you can give now by clicking the link below and if you haven't already subscribe and share this message It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, 
and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.